Welcome to Done and Done. I'm Alicia, your hostess on this journey, all things Dominic Dunn. In today's extra, extra episode, we're going to sail away a little, a little adventure in paradise time. It is quite a lovely day here in Atlanta, Georgia. And to be quite honest with you, my heart is longing for the sea. I thought it might be a great opportunity to talk about our man, Dominic, finding his own way to influence and plant the seeds for Jimmy Buffett's parrothead culture. Because friends, Nick plays a part, a big one. Let's investigate. What in the seven seas does Dominic Dunn have to do with Jimmy Buffett? What is this thread, Alicia? Honestly, y'all, it's more of a triangle than a thread. But hold on to your sails and your riggings, because I'm going to tell you today. A little insight to me here is your dedicated narrator. The fourth wall is crashing down in a spectacular way here. But I am the child of parrot heads. What is known in the lexicon of Jimmy Buffett's Land of Margaritaville as a parakeet. From my humble baby parakeet origins, I have fully evolved into an adult parrot head. Jimmy Buffett's music is a safe harbor for me in the world. I think he is a brilliant writer, both of songs and words, and a sailor of so many ports, and a spectacular vaudevillian showman to boot. And this is not a podcast about Jimmy Buffett, although those podcasts do exist. Find them. Embrace your inner parrot head. I support this. What I am attempting to convey is that in my own inner mind of peaceful paradise, there's always a Jimmy Buffett song playing. Has been now for going on almost five decades. Listening to him from my mother's womb in Auburn, Alabama, to me now thinking about sailing away on a really nice spring day. You could say I come by it honestly, but as a preteenish person, when 1983's One Particular Harbor album was released. I wasn't so sure about one song. My parents were playing the album, and I hear the song, We Are the People Our Parents Warned Us About, and, well, I had some questions. And quite frankly, as a kid that has always been into investigation, I needed some more information. As catchy as the title of the song is, I mean, We Are the People Our Parents Warned Us About, this song has an even catchier bridge. In the womb, I was also listening to James Taylor and John Denver and Carol King, so yeah, I'm a sucker for the bridge in a song. It's where it always gets me. But we are the people our parents warned us about. The song does get funnier the older you get, and while this song is about Jimmy's own personal evolution into the lifestyle that he embraces more fully than most, within the bridge of the song, there are words that my pre-tween self is confused by. I'm not sure what this one means, no matter how catchy it is. But then you'll learn the things and the ways of the world and common culture that you may have missed out on that has actually preceded you into your journey in life. Here's the bridge of We Are the People Our Parents Warned Us About. Hey, hey, Gardner McKay, take us on the leaky tiki with you. Clear skies bound for Shanghai. Sailing across the ocean blue, so blue. Who is Gardner McKay? What is the leaky tiki? Where exactly is Shanghai? And what time do we set sail? I want to go across the ocean blue. 
Little did I know, as a young bridge-loving parakeet, that this song has absolutely everything to do with Dominic Dunn. We have talked about how Dominic comes to Hollywood in 1957. He becomes a vice president for 20th Century Fox. Dominic is working for Martin Manilis at his production studio, and Nick and Martin stay friends for all time. Martin's going to come back around in our story next week. But by 1959, Dominic is scouting for a new TV production that he is the executive producer for. TV is the hot new thing, and every network is trying to come up with the hot new show. And James A. Michener has sold a thing called Adventures in Paradise. And Martin Manilis is producing it for ABC, Dominic Dunn, executive producer. And the premise for James A. Michener's Adventures in Paradise. There's a boat that leaks all the time, that never seems to get anywhere, with a super, super handsome ship captain who is eye candy for women. And this show is just escapism. It's televised imagination for every young dreamer of the sea, such as a 13-year-old James William Buffett, who is himself the son of a son of a sailor, in his home in the Southland, watching 1959's new hit television show, Adventures in Paradise, starring Gardner McKay. Okay, so there's a boat and sailing and adventure and really tropical escapism at its finest, all wrapped, though, within the confines of an hour-long TV program. There's a great day a-coming, and any kid who has ever dreamed of being a pirate, as well as fans of shirtless men everywhere, are delighted enchanted. The show is a hit. But how do we cast the infamous and charmingly complicated Gardner McKay in the starring role of Adam Troy? Adventures in Paradise is in development, as they say in the biz. Working on getting in the works, and our man Nick, executive producer, right? One of his first gigs in Hollywood, wants to do great. He's looking out, he's on the hunt, because he is casting for the show, and he's looking for the leading man role of sailor and adventurer, Adam Troy. So one day, Dominic Dunn is in a coffee shop, and he sees this man who is so, quote, extraordinarily good-looking. Dominic asks him, are you an actor? And Nick will hand him his 20th century Fox business card, and Dominic will say, hey, I'm doing tests for this television pilot. If you're interested, call me. This sin-on-toes good-looking man does call Dominic, and that man is Gardner McKay. Dominic Dunn says he tests 10 guys for this role of Adam Troy in Adventures in Paradise. Dominic says that Gardner McKay was the worst actor of all of them, but he was the most charismatic. Women went mad over this guy. Dominic will continue, We figured out a way each episode to take off his t-shirt so he could show off the bod. It was a hugely successful show. And wowza, does Gardner McKay show off the bod? Like for all dreamers and shirtless fan screamers everywhere, Gardner McKay lights up the screen for three seasons on that leaky tiki with his adventures. 91 episodes of Adventures in Paradise are produced. The show will premiere in the fall television season of 1959. And to connect a few timelines together, Dominique Dunn is born at this same time in November of 1959. But again, who the heck is Gardner McKay and how does he get to Dominic Dunn? Gardner McKay, born in 1932 in New York City. His dad is an advertising executive. His mom is a socialite. 
But the thing about Gardner McKay, y'all, he is actually the great-grandson of a very famous shipbuilder named Donald McKay. Gardner McKay himself is a son of a son of a sailor, so to speak. Gardner will attend Cornell University. He majors in art. He'll write for the campus newspaper and magazine. At the age of 19, Gardner will take up art fully as he leaves school when his father passes away. In the oddest string of coincidences, Gardner's art gets him to Paris, where Richard Avedon recruits him into a modeling shoot, which will get Gardner McKay back to Hollywood with an offer from an agent. Gardner McKay is sort of the natural person for this role. Not only is he the great-grandson of a pretty legendary shipbuilder, Gardner has made eight Atlantic crossings by the time that he is 17 years old. I mean, natural alignment of the stars and the seas. And also, as Dominic says, his hot bod is kind of an asset. So, Adventures in Paradise, hugely successful, runs for three years through 1962. And when the show is over, says Dominic talking, He never wanted to act again. Gardner McKay is a complicated, interesting guy. Because Gardner just doesn't want to act anymore. He's pretty done with it. After Adventures in Paradise wraps, Gardner gets a call from George Cukor, offering Gardner McKay the leading role, starring opposite Marilyn Monroe in Something's Gotta Give. And Gardner McKay says no. And George Cukor and Marilyn Monroe are dumbfounded. Like, really? You're, you're, turning us down? Marilyn's going to call Gardner McKay, trying to convince him. They have a long conversation where Gardner McKay ends up saying about this, she was so delightful on the phone, so winning, so seductive in a way, but I still said no. I didn't belong in acting. Dominic Dunn will add to that little part and say, imagine saying no to Marilyn Monroe. The role in Something's Gotta Give will go to Dean Martin, and this is the infamous 1962 unfinished film of Marilyn's as she will pass in August of 1962. While that's happening in Hollywood, Gardner McKay is literally sailing across the ocean blue. He's departed for parts unknown, or, well, known. Gardner McKay is going to spend a year and a half sailing throughout the Caribbean. He'll say, about this time, I was not doing anything, really. I didn't give myself an excuse for being there. He's just done. We are the people our parents warned us about. I guess Gardner had other things to do. Do you love this quote from him? It took me a hundred hours to become a good actor, and then I committed professional suicide. Because really, y'all, he just doesn't want to act again. He'll have small roles, but his last acting role is in 1968. I sailed to Tahiti with an all-girl crew. Gardner's going to move to Paris. He'll sell around a bunch. He'll eventually settle down in Hawaii. Pursues every other interest he has. Art, photography, sculpture, writing. There are a lot of exhibitions held for his work as well. Gardner's going to write a script called Sea Marks in 1976, but will continue to reinforce even that same year. He says, I'm through with acting. I'll never do a series again. I can't. It's a mental mess up for me. I got all sorts of attention I didn't deserve, and I was too sensitive to hear things about myself. People loved me and hated me for absolutely no good reasons. There's so many good reasons to love Gardner McKay. 
Gardner McKay includes three National Endowment for the Arts Fellowships among his accomplishments. Also, the Drama Critics Circle Award for Best Play and Sidney Carrington Prize. He was the winner in the Canadian Regional Drama Festival and runner-up in a Hemingway Short Story Contest. Artistic guy, creative guy. Gardner McKay leads a huge life. Not as a Hollywood showboat as it could be because y'all. He is some kind of handsome, but he's doing his art in all the ways that happen. He's happy with his thing on land and off, leaving Hollywood behind, not in the spotlight, just being a normal guy, hanging out in Hawaii. And on one of those unordinary, extraordinary nights, Jimmy Buffett, growing up watching Adventures in Paradise, being the son of a son of a sailor, is playing a show out in Hawaii. And who turns up but Gardner McKay? I do not have the details of how that particular conversation went. I only have Jimmy Buffett's recollections from his 2004 Live in Hawaii album. That whole show in itself is dedicated to Gardner McKay. Gardner actually passed away a few years before that show. He'll pass away in 2001 at the age of 69 after a two-year battle with prostate cancer. Gardner is survived by his wife, Madeline, a fellow painter, as well as two children. But Jimmy Buffett does go do shows in Hawaii and Gardner McKay will show up. And again, no telling what happened in those conversations. But Jimmy is always proud of his legend coming to see him as a guest. He'll make it known in his shows that he is a big Gardner McKay fan. He'll introduce Gardner at his shows if he is there. And something happens with these two. So bringing it back to Jimmy's Live in Hawaii album, show dedicated to Gardner, Jimmy says this before his performance of We Are the People, our parents warned us about. Many, many years ago, I met a hero of mine. Gardner McKay came to a show one time. I just want to thank him and tell him what an inspiration he has been to me to run away and get in touch with my gypsy self. So this whole show tonight is for Gardner, wherever he's listening from. I mean, of course, Jimmy Buffett loves Gardner McKay, both seasoned sailors, guys who cast adventures in their own life all the time. Both of these guys are writing and arting, for lack of a better word, and, well, exploring escapism in the best of their own individual ways. Tropical flavored, for sure, but Gardner and Jimmy, I feel, live in the root of this idea of Someday I will. Something accessible for all of us. There's a terrific quote from Gardner McKay that I do love. I never knew what I was searching for, only what I was not searching for. My life is defined by the things I've quit. Gardner McKay did it. Buffett's doing it too. And Dominic Dunn will do it. We're going to come back around to all of that in the next episode of Done and Done. Monday is your next Dunday, where we will resume with Dominic coming fully into his own Warrior for Justice persona throughout the travesty and trauma of the last business of his beloved daughter's life, Dominique, the murder trial of her killer. Thank you so much for your extra, extra time on this episode of Done and Done. I am so grateful for all your kind feedback and your time. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to catch you back. On the next episode of Done and Done, 
I hope you too get to sail away on the ocean blue, at least in your mind for a little while. Until then, friends, keep on investigating. Fins up too. Thanks for listening to the Done and Done podcast, a Hemlock Creatives production. You can email us at doneanddone at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at doneanddonepodcast. For further information about our episodes or sources, you can find us online at www.doneanddone.com. See you next week, friends.